0: I remember when I was in a new high school, the equivalent of what you guys, for me it was a secondary school, call a high school, and in our class, uh, we had to read out in public. We had to stand up and read, it was a history lesson or something like that. And I didn't like reading in public, so I didn't like to to listen to the, the sound of my voice in reading. And I would get nervous, and I would worry about how I would do it. I will often stumble about it. Um, so I remember when um, I was preaching for the first time and having to read the gospel for a second, I was nervous beyond the midst. My hands were sweating. I didn't know what to do. Now, boys and girls, do you ever have that? Do you, do you ever have to do something you're nervous about? Like what? What do you have to do? Do you, do you have to get up and... Does it, do you guys get up in front of the morning assembly? Is that hard? And do a prayer? Who has to stand up and do the morning assembly prayer? Right? I know that... They, they, right? Who's done? Yeah, some of you have done it. Come on. Who's done the morning assembly? Okay. And is it, nerve, is it nerve-wracking to do that? Yes? No? Some of you? No? But you worry a little bit about it. Am I going to stumble on the words? You just get up and do it. No bother. Right? So, I don't know. I, I think you're, we all get a little bit anxious. Is there something that you're a little bit anxious about? What is it you're anxious about? What do you, when you have to do something, what makes you a little concerned? What? Yeah, so you get a little nervous because you're going to read in front of all these students and you think if you make a mistake, it might, might not feel so good. It's true. So, um... The reason why I bring that up, it's, it's a very natural feeling when you do something new for the first time, right? Because you, after you've done it once, you tend not to worry as much. I, I don't kind of worry about getting up and, and preaching now, at least not in front of a small group. When I do a couple of thousand people, I get a little, definitely get a little nervous. Um, but you worry about it for the first time. You think about the different possibilities, and, um, and you have to uh, focus your energies in a good way. And the disciples in today's gospel are a little worried. They're, they're worried that the Lord has asked them to go and proclaim the gospel. And, and so just before this section we read today, they've, said to, they've kind of pushed back a little bit about what's going to exactly happen as disciples. And, and his answer today is, go and proclaim the good news and don't worry about anything else he says, look, don't even... like. You Now imagine, imagine if I tell you that you're to go out, take no sack, no, no backpack, no lunch, nothing in which, no water, just go. Does that make you just a little bit nervous? Like, uh, maybe my cell phone? That's what we think today, but back then it was... The, they, their sack was everything. And he's saying, take nothing with you for the journey. And what he's ultimately... Saying to us, I will provide for everything. You don't have to worry about anything that goes on, that I will be with you at all times. And do what I've asked you to do, which is proclaim the gospel and to now heal the sick. That's what he's saying to me proclaim the gospel and heal the sick. Now we're called to do the same thing. You think that these are the 12, but well, we're not called to heal the sick. Actually, we are. We're called to proclaim the gospel and heal the sick just as well. The question is, do we have those miraculous powers? Do we have powers to heal the sick? Well, we don't have the powers to heal the sick in the same way maybe as these amazing disciples. But we do have the power to go home to be kind to people. And it's amazing how much sickness can be healed with gentleness and kindness. Because the biggest sicknesses we have today are not the physical sicknesses, it's the emotional and spiritual sickness. If I'm alone in the schoolyard, for example, I'm alone, I'm feeling lonely, isolated, and I don't feel like I've got any friends. And if you come up to me and sit down right beside me and make me feel included, that heals my sickness, my aloneness. You might think that that makes no difference. It actually makes a huge difference. Or a stranger or a homeless person, if you just smile at them, just smile at them. A person at the store, for example, who may be flustered and worried about their job and they're doing something a little, maybe not accurate, that we're gentle with them. Or if your classmate does something wrong and you're in a group exercise, that you gently correct them and not make fun of them, especially behind their back. That if your teacher is trying to get older and is having a tough day, that you pull back. Instead of like taking this seizure opportunity to make ronkus in the class, you instead realize that she's having a hard day. And just be a little bit kinder that day. Or your parents are having a particularly difficult time. Maybe dad's working really long hours and mom's stressed out. Is having to do so much more that you be, well, less, less demanding. You, you heal the sickness. You heal the hurt in the house. We have a lot more power than we think. We have a whole lot more power to heal the sickness in our society. Because we can be people who are kind, who are gentle, who are forgiving. And when we do those things, Not only are we healing the sickness around us, but we are also proclaiming the gospel. See, the best way to proclaim the gospel, boys and girls, is in fact through our actions. Now, I know these last few weeks, I've been asking you different things to do at home. One of the weeks I asked you to go home and say thank you to your mom and dad. And I think a lot of you have communicated to me through your teachers and directly, that you did that, and that was really kind of cool, because you saw in your parents how much they appreciated you being simply thankful. So today I'm going to ask you to find a way to heal sickness. And whatever that sickness is, it, it, it is not, again, not a physical sickness, but to be a way to, to not be the one who pesters your, your brother or your sister, that you're going to be the one who's kind, who heals. That you're going to be the one who is not the class clown. That at least for today, you're going to be really obedient to the teacher and help the teacher to do her job and to make it a little easier today. That for today, or someday this week, that you're going to be the one in the schoolyard who's inclusive, who cares for the one who seems to just always be a little bit awkward. Always seems to have a little trouble with friends. And that that we're going to be the one who heals the sickness. And when we do that, when we do that, and if we all did that, boys and girls, we would transform our campus. If every single one of us made the commitment to do that until we met again next Wednesday, we would have an amazing campus all week long. And it would be kind of fun to have a campus where everyone was kind one another. Everyone was looking out for one another. And whatever else outside our campus, but inside our campus, that we, we care for one another. That we heal the sick. We proclaim the gospel interactions. So today, let us use the power that we have. Let's not worry about what other people think. Let us worry only about being kind. And let us take nothing with us, no worries, and just simply say to ourselves, I'm going to heal the sick at home, in the classroom, in the schoolyard.